Report a shot fired at officers trying to stop the vehicle. We have a uh, one officer shot. We got shots fired. Sounded like an automatic firearm. Have we covered? Shots fired. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter inside the fairground. And now it's shots fired with your hosts, TJ Kurgan and Dinah Death Milberg. Now I grew up down an old dirt road in a town you would. You know, it's a shame that we didn't start the show yet. Because <laughs> that would have been a great way to. Oh, we are on the air, aren't we? You Technically, just, you just we can be. We're going to probably have to beep that out a little bit. I don't think I said any bad words, did I? Uh, Porta pooper. Oh yeah, Porta pooper. But they, I'm sure the bleep guy caught that. I don't even know how to say it correctly without calling it Porta. It's a Porta. You just said it again. <laughs> hey everyone, it is shots fired. You're listening to the last show ever. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not the last show ever, unless, of course, you know, Tracy calls in the next 15 minutes. Um, you are listening to the Saturday. It's uh, it's midday Saturday, and I'm back. I'm your host, TJ Kurgan, a.k.a. Sig Glock and Colt. I've got the Porta Pooper Man himself, <laughs> Alex Dynadeth Milberg. I mean, I'm not wrong. That's what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, that was a very vivid description of what Iraq is like. No, you can, you can feel that, like, mentally just... Feel it and smell it yourself. I could I mean, smell it. Yeah. I could literally smell it. I could feel it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and speaking of what she said, that is my other co-host, the lovely Crystal. And we, we still can't say your last name on the air because we don't want you to get any stalkers. <laughs> it's so awesome, though. I wish we could. We need to come up with a stage name for you. Crystal. 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 Oh, no. You know my pool company. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> you know my pool company actually gave me a bottle of Crystal today? Wow. Yeah. That, you know you spent too much on your pool <laughs> when they show up to your house and they, they deliver what looks like a bottle of wine all wrapped up and they're like, oh no, it's champagne. That's Cristal. I'm like, ooh, okay. Uh, customer service gave me a Dr. Pepper yesterday. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> customer service at Tactical SH Blank T? Yes. Wow. They're, that must have mean they were having a good day. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel over at... at you know, we. What some of you guys might not know is that Alex and I run a company called Tactical SH Blank T, right? The blank is a vowel. It's one that looks like a stick and has a dot at the top. And uh, W? No. <laughs> yes, Marine. Hoorah. <laughs> and uh, our customer service gal, uh, she actually is having a shirt commission just for our customer service department. <laughs> it says, I used to be pro-life until I worked in customer service. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this poor gal. She handles, uh, I'm sorry, but some of the people in the gun industry, some of the people in the gun community, and I say community very lightly, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, they're bad. They're really bad, you know. Uh, matter of fact, if I could get on a soapbox for a moment. Yes, yes. If you um, are allegedly conservative, and if you are allegedly pro-Second Amendment, and you order something online, let's say a firearm, from a federally licensed firearms dealer, and then you decide you don't want that firearm because you were drunk when you ordered it, or you know your wife, which did. actually does happen. Oh yeah, yeah, a lots lot. of a lot of orders come in on Friday night late, um, or your wife found out about it, so you got to cancel the order. Uh, if you, if you, call your credit company card company and do a chargeback, you are a what can I say? Can I say cuck on the air? You are not a very good Is person. cuck a bad word? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like one, though. The FCC is going to have to have a meeting specifically <laughs> about this. Camp. I mean, and, and here's why, okay? Um, ever since Obama was president, 
Okay. Uh, there's been a thing called Operation Choke Point. And Operation Choke Point is basically, it was, it was implemented by uh, the liberal government at that time with the banking industry to choke off the firearms industry, specifically online sales. And so credit card companies for years have, have, have basically excommunicated anybody selling ammo, anybody selling guns. Yeah. You, you either have to pay a stupid high percentage rate for credit card transactions and be considered high risk, or if you're lucky enough to have a credit card company that will uh, allow you to sell firearms and uh, ammunition online, they hold you to really, really tight standards uh, regarding chargebacks. Yeah. Right? So every time you do a chargeback for a gun company, you are hurting their position with their bank. You're not just getting your money back. I mean, you could literally call customer service and say, hey, I want my money back. And they're like, okay, we'll refund your credit card. Yeah. Or they'll give you store credit or whatever the deal is. But just to do a chargeback, and people just do that. They, instead of calling customer service, they call a credit card. And they're like, oh, I, I didn't order that. And they, they do a chargeback. And then we have to dedicate resources to fight the chargeback. Yep. We have to. Uh, and then if we lose the chargeback, we, we've, in some cases, we lose the money and the product because some of these people are so bad that they actually do the chargeback after they place their order and it's yep. shipped already. So we lose the product, we lose the money, and we get a black eye with the credit card company and too many chargebacks with them, and they shut us down. Yeah. I mean, you literally cannot fight this. I mean, one, once it's done, the, the credit card company... I mean, they're like, whoop, sorry. I mean, and that's it. Yeah, that's they just real. shut. Or, or my favorite, you know, you'll do, uh, say, $50,000 worth of sales each day over the weekend, and Monday morning comes around, and because you had too many chargebacks, they're like, yeah, you know that hundred and fifty grand you were going to get deposited on Monday? We're going to keep that. It's called escrow because you're high risk. Yeah. Fun and then, stuff. And, and so that is the kind of things that people are doing to gun companies when they're doing chargebacks without realizing it. People, people don't realize there's more to you know, attacks on the second amendment than just outright legislation and ridiculous laws. I mean, they'll, they'll do it to credit card processing, banking, uh, PayPal, PayPal was one. We took a massive hit and they still have what? 50 G's. Uh, they took about $28,000 of us that time. Yeah. Wait, and that, we never got it back. What happened? So, uh, we did business with PayPal for years. Um, PayPal changed its community standards several times, okay? PayPal's essentially the banking version of a social media. PayPal, I found out, is not even a bank. Your money in PayPal is not FDIC insured. Oh, that's interesting. Really? Yeah, it's not a bank. I didn't know it's, that. PayPal is like a payment card, right, that you put money on. You're like, I'm going to take my money out of my safe bank, and I'm going to put it on my PayPal account. So you're basically giving it to them. They're not a bank, all right? And you sign the terms and conditions. You know that... Oh, there's another one. There's that, that long stuff that you scroll through, through. And, yep. and, and you don't read and you're like, oh, yeah, I accept these terms and conditions. Well, anyway, in those terms and conditions, you're saying, I, I know it's not a bank and I know that you can keep all my money at any time for any reason if I violate your standards. And so um, we were shut down along with a ton of other people in the gun industry. It was a bunch all like in the uh, Everybody got shut down. This was last year sometime. Yeah. My wife's PayPal was shut down. My PayPal was shut down. My 18-year-old son's PayPal was shut down. Wow. Uh, all because they shared my last name. Uh, and, uh, and our company PayPal, which had $28,000 in it, and that was only one day's sales. I just hadn't swept the account yet because I didn't trust those guys in the first place. But I just, I was too late. So uh, we did our due diligence to try to fight and get our money back. And guess what? 
They said, well, you could maybe have your money back after 90 days because we got to see if there's any chargebacks. So they're going to hold the money for 90 days after they shut us down. We can no longer use PayPal. And then about the 85th day, I got a bill from PayPal. You know what it said? They were charging me the exact amount of my balance. It was like $28,543.22. I don't know if that's real, but it was something like that. <laughs> and the bill was for that same amount. And it said um, it, was, uh, it was an invoice for... Uh, what did they call it? It was, uh, remember. it was, it was, it was like fines. Like they fined us. And in the terms and conditions, we agreed to allow them to do that if they find that we're violating their community standards. Yeah. In other words, selling drugs or tobacco or guns and ammo. Right. Um, despite the fact that it's a legal business. Yes. And we even complied with, I mean, we only listed certain things available for PayPal purchase. Yeah. We even worked with a PayPal rep to make sure we were in compliance because their rule at the time was that uh, you could use PayPal as long as you weren't selling anything that was not 50 state legal. So in other words, we couldn't sell high capacity magazines on PayPal. So we didn't. We couldn't sell ammunition on PayPal, so we didn't. Yeah. You know, we, we only sold things that were legal in all 50 states. And we didn't even sell guns back then. No. Yeah. And so... Wait, so tell me you're going to keep fighting this. Uh, according to our attorney, there's no point. Ugh. Yeah. Unless some big class action suit comes together or something. And, and you know, and at that point, we'll get one? like $45. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we might be able to organize one, but the only people that make I money. I know a lot of people who have had that same situation, probably not with that same amount, but like people like my boss who he runs gun shows mm -hmm. and uh, he can't, he can't do anything through pretty much any card carrier for this exact reason. No, it's a nightmare. Yeah. They make it very, very hard to operate. It's almost like we're drug dealers or something. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. The cartel has easy. The cartel probably has PayPal account. Oh, no. They're protected. Yeah. Those well, guys. That's what happens when you work for the government. Oh. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that's why I disappeared. Oh, wait a minute. No, they work for the government up here, but they are the government down there. Yes. Oh, they're, yeah. You know, the... The cartels, that other branch of the uh, DEA and ATF they don't like to talk about. <laughs> well, the ATF is the firearms distribution branch. Yes, correct. Of the uh, federal government. They got to get their And the DEA is the, uh, is the drug um, supply chain management company. Yes. Okay. Accurate. I, I think that is accurate. 100%. I mean, last time I checked, Barrett M89s weren't made in Tijuana. Yeah. Did you see in New Jersey this week is uh, voting to make uh, Barrett 50 cals illegal? Because so many 50 cals have been used in mass school shootings. Of course. You hear about that constantly. Somebody knocks up a bank with a Barrett M M98 or whatever. Yeah. You know, very, very, very common. <laughs> it, it's sometimes more than you can bear, you know, as far as your mind. You can't get your, yeah. can't get your head around it. But uh, so you, that, was a, that was a good discussion about how... The government, uh, whether it be liberals or conservatives, the government, you know, they they are putting pressure on the Second Amendment indirectly through banking. Um, and it's not just PayPal. No. You know, no. it's First Data. First Data shut us down this year. That's the biggest credit card processor in the in the world. Yeah. Uh, um, didn't you have issues with certain banks, too? Uh, yes. There was a bank here in town, as a yep. matter of fact, oh. that uh, that is owned by a family that also owns grocery stores. And it's in the parking lot of those grocery stores. And I did millions of dollars with that bank over the years, second generation using that bank. Yeah. My daddy banked there. And, uh, and they, uh, they came to me 
this was uh, this is a funny story. Uh, you know, my wife and I built our dream home. And that bank was financing the uh, the the end. You know, you, you get a construction loan to build a house. So I got that from a, another bank because that bank didn't do construction loans. So they said, hey, go to this bank, do the construction loan. We'll finance the house when you're done building it. Okay. They knew what I did for a living. They saw all my books. And it's all good. Right. Well, then that bank, uh, my construction's finished two and a half years later. That bank gets a new CEO. I believe that CEO is still there. Uh, and that CEO is rabidly anti-gun. Right? Oh, no. And that CEO, um, on closing day, uh, tells the bank to back out and dump me on closing day. So, That's petty. Yeah. So I, I, get, I get dumped on closing day. I have to scramble, find a new bank, do new financing. I've already moved into this house, by the way. I'm, I'm just waiting for the SWAT team to kick in the door and remove me. I've seen you stressed before. Like we've, we've had ups and downs. There's been rough times, and I've seen you stressed out. Nothing, I, I hope, to this day will ever come close to that level of stress. Yeah, no. And so that is the one good thing about training and you know putting you putting your body through stressors because then when the real stress when stresses happen later, you're like, okay, I've done this before. Yeah. So that was one of those moments in life where everything that happens to me since then, I'm like, whatever. So anyway, uh, so this is a this is a huge loan, right? Uh, it's a big, big amount, and it's the dream house, and I'm already living in it, and the bank dumps me, and I'm thinking, and and they blame some BS, you know, about something or other on the, you know, something or other on, you know, why this company only made this much margin last year or something. They they came up with an excuse, but then a couple months later, after I found new financing, got it done, got a better rate, by the way, nice, uh, and got it all taken care of. Then they come to me and they said, you know what, um. TJ, um, I shouldn't tell you this, but uh, the the new management at the bank doesn't like what you do or how you do it. So they would like you to take all your accounts and go somewhere else. And that was, you know, lines of credit, commercial loans, personal banking loans, checking accounts, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so anyway, that is an example of not necessarily the federal government using a bank, but someone within a bank with a political belief one way or the other, pressuring you out, which I'm pretty sure that's called, um, uh, at the end of every bank commercial, it's a equal opportunity lender. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pre that goes the opposite direction yeah. of that. So if you don't lend to me because you don't like the fact that I sell tactical gear, um, I'm pretty sure that's not equal opportunity, bro. Yeah. TK, anyway. this is so sad. Are you serious? Yeah. All because of a personal But that's decision. okay. I now bank with a bank in uh, Ladue. Uh, they have one location, they're a little bitty bank, and they treat me so fabulously in my company, and I love them. And so, you know, you look at you look at one thing, and it's like, okay, that was a bad deal, uh, but it led to new doors being opened. And that's probably the most motivational thing that can come out of this discussion is yeah. every bad thing that ever happens to you is a gateway to something better. You just have to find your way through the door in the darkness. I feel that. Do you feel it? <laughs> I feel that so, so much. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> speaking well of... placed. Yes, it was well placed, wasn't it? Also what she said. Yeah. Can we just say that every time she speaks? <laughs> Technically, yes. I mean, really, yeah. So uh, we probably ought to talk about one of our sponsors really quick. Yeah. You know, uh, speaking of what she said, uh, Jen Spizer, which is the uh, nurse practitioner over at... Uh, at Precision Fitness and Medical Spa in Creve Corps. What's she saying about your health lately? I know you're on, uh, Alex, you're, you're doing all kinds of fun stuff to your body now to, to be in better shape and, yeah. you know, 
What's going on? What do you got? I, uh, let's see. In eight weeks, I'm down from 258 pounds to, as of yesterday, 232. Oh, wow. Um, you go, girl. <laughs> I the, the biggest concern I had was, everybody knows, you start dropping weight, you start dropping strength, and uh, all my lifts have stayed roughly the same. I dropped a little bit, but I was also sick. Yeah. So coming off that, it's pretty normal to be down a little bit, but I'm talking like... 20, 15 pounds. Yeah, I saw the same thing. I was doing a lot of testosterone, and I was also doing DECA, yep. uh, which basically uh, increases the half-life of the testosterone and really gives you explosive power. I mean, my strength was was nuts. Yeah. Uh, and I thought when I came off, now those things almost killed me because my blood pressure went through the roof because mm-hmm. I was dealing with a company out in, uh, in well, in St. Charles County that didn't know what they were doing and no. screwed me up pretty good. Uh, and that's when I went to Jen and Jamie at Precision, where my wife had been going forever. Yep. And they did our blood work, and they said, oh, yeah, you're all messed up. Do this, do that. Got me on some peptides, reduced my uh, my testosterone intake, uh, made it more regularly, made it a smaller dosage, you know, and uh, got me off the DECA, threw in some peptides. I'm also down. I think I'm down from, like, 228 to 216. And, uh, nice. you know, it's uh, and, and I'm way leaner. You know, but, uh, you know, yeah, again, I don't have the explosive strength uh, that I had, but But I still still have a lot of strength, you know, so, but uh, I'm in way better shape. I look better naked and I'm probably going to live longer, which is the key. If you want to live longer or look better naked, whichever comes first, check out Precision Fitness and Medical Spa in Creve Corps. With our noisy chairs. They in, really are. In the Real Talk 93.3 studio. In an unknown location near an airport in Chesterfield Valley. But <laughs> <laughs> never mind. That's very nondescript at all. Yeah, but if the liberals want to come here and do bad things, they got to drive all around Chesterfield looking for it. <laughs> we get lost half the time, and we've been here like 15, 20 times. I would welcome them to come here and protest, though. It would make coming to work here so much more fun. It would be quite entertaining. Bring your signs, bring your pickets, whatever you want to do. I don't know whether the Tracy's scares, listening. Scares She's me. like, no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so we're back for segment two of Shots Fired on this beautiful Saturday, and uh, let's. Uh, we were talking about banking. We were talking about the the, uh, the way the government puts pressure on the firearms industry. Uh, Besides just laws and stuff. Yeah, a lot of people. I think your average person who's not in the industry does not realize that. Just because, you know, a law didn't get passed or legislation didn't come into effect does not mean that we are still not getting attacked on a regular basis on multiple different fronts. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's pretty bad. Now, however, uh, there, there was a win recently on the banking side of things. Um, rec- uh, it, was, it was in Texas, as a matter of fact. Of course it is. Um, I forget which. I think it's Chase. Chase Bank. Um, made a big announcement like two weeks ago saying that they will now welcome with open arms the firearms industry. You, you, you mean that something about the last two years gross and record sales month over month might have might have been like, you know, we might be missing out on something here. Is this a only in Texas thing? No, but we can thank Texas for it. And so let me uh, let me let me see if I can uh, if I can put this into perspective. So the bank actively persecuted firearms 
retailers, firearms, online companies, manufacturers, anybody accepting credit cards in the firearm space. Uh, and then Texas, because Texas is awesome, they made a law that says that banks that do that to the firearms industry cannot get municipal bonds, cannot do, cannot oh. provide loans to municipalities within the state. Good. And so suddenly Chase is like, oh, we love gun companies. <laughs> Bring us all your gun companies. Come and give us your, you know, we'll do all your banking for you. And we need more of that. We need Missouri to stand up. Yeah. Uh, we need more for that from Texas. We need more of that from the great state of Florida, you know, to force these banks into uh, treating gun manufacturers the and, and gun dealers the same way they treat OnlyFans models. You know, give us the give us the same rights that the porn industry has. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, should be fair game for everybody. Yeah. Anyway, so. There's all kinds of other fun stuff to talk about. You know, yeah. you talk about Texas, you, t you know, you, then you have to talk about the border and the, and the crisis at the border, the craziness at the border, the violence at the border. It, it's getting out of control. I mean, it's always been out of control, but it seems like, uh, especially under the Biden administration, where at least Trump was cracking down, uh, it's just all out chaos now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of gun violence, you know, as the liberals like to call it, down at the border. And that's because the cartels have the guns. You know, and they're shooting at us from the other side. And in a lot of cases, in places like Laredo, they're actually on this side doing yeah. doing the shooting. Yeah. Uh, and so that's to the south, right? Then in, you know, I believe you guys talked about it last week on the show that the, uh, you know, the, the West Coast is absolutely falling into... Mm. An absolute dumpster fire. Oh. Dumpster fire. That is a that's a great way to great way to put it. LA is just, you know, the the sheriff of LA came out and said, you know what, don't come here. It's like the purge. Yeah. Uh, just a minute ago, when we were on break, uh, they were once again talking about they they have no plan on stopping this. They keep calling it a organized crime wave of looting going on throughout California. And Pelosi's response was. I don't know what's causing it. <laughs> well, it's not just really? looting. It's not just looting. There's there's like murders every day and, and yeah, carjackings assaults. and robberies on Rodeo and robberies on Sunset. And right? it, it's, it's not even at night anymore. I mean, this is all happening in broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight with firearms. Okay. So I'm, gonna, I'm making a point here. Weird. Right? So Mexico. Would you say Mexico is safe? Um... Compared to like <laughs> Kabul during the invasion or like Chesterfield, um, actually either way, no. <laughs> would you want to? Would you want to walk down the street in Mexico with your kid and nope. your wife unarmed for any reason? No, absolutely. So that would be no. my definition of unsafe. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, not. so I do have to say I've been to Mexico more than a handful of times, and nothing has ever happened to me. However, I feel like. I'm extremely lucky, and well, I also have the maybe sometimes female mindset that, like, I'm good. Bad things aren't going to happen to me. <laughs> but weren't but, you inside of a resort, though? Actually, I went to Tijuana a couple times. Did you see the horse show? No. Okay. We won't go nope. any further than that into that discussion. Honestly, I'm... Uh, <laughs> as it's a like a rodeo I heard down there. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> as a Marine who my... Fellow group of grunts are not exactly the brightest individuals, and I, I never went to TJ. I stayed away from it, but hearing the stories, every single one of them every time got robbed. 
every single time. Uh, one of my buddies came back. I don't. I didn't ask what happened because I didn't want to know. He came back with no boxers, no wallet. He had some sandals that he found on the street. Uh, they left him his military ID. Oh, that so was he nice was of him. A ukulele and a sombrero. <laughs> That's all he came back with. Hammered drunk as happy as could be. Wow. But, I mean, every time they went down there, they got robbed. But the point I'm making, would you feel... That, that was probably years ago, right? Or was it last month? It was... It was years ago. Okay. Would you feel safe there today with no. what's going on there today? No. And, you know, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I fall in this this category of very, very fortunate. Not mm-hmm. just fortunate. Very lucky because you hear all the time stories of people being robbed and killed mm-hmm. or sold or yeah. kidnapped or ransomed. And I don't know, maybe I just look poor when I go there and they're like, oh, we're not going to mess with her. She doesn't have anything. That or, or it was one of those things like <laughs> it was so dumb what you were doing. Like they were suspicious. Like there's got to be more That's to this. That's got to be the case. Like <laughs> no one would do this knowingly. So yeah. there's, we, we better not mess with her. That could be it. The point I'm making. Okay. So let me take it another step. Would you feel safe today in the streets of L.A.? Oh, my God, no. Way, like, honestly, worse. Worse than TJ. Okay, okay. Uh, Let's bring it back this way. How about Chicago? No, I wouldn't even go within the city limits. Okay, all right. What do all three of those places have in common? Ran by liberals. Okay. Excuse me. What is ran by liberals? (laughs) Alex, that's a very good answer, but there's more to that answer. So, yes, they are all three run by Hmm. liberals. Uh... Anti. Although I'm not sure about Mexico. Are I was going to say, the I don't cartels know. liberal? I, think, um, oh, I mean, I don't know. What is the political? You know, they're more. I don't know. That's a, that could be a whole show. Libertarian. They're libertarian. Uh, on, no, honestly, <laughs> I'm going to do what I want because I got an AK and a rocket launcher. That's well, technically. So I've I've had to research this. Technically, they uh, they have become enough of a political movement that they're actually categorized as narco terrorists. Okay, I oh. get it. I get that they're narco. But like if a political ideology was assigned to them, it would probably be honestly libertarianism. Uh, Anybody libertarian listening would probably be in outrage right now. Um, But I mean, it is what it is. They just want to be left alone and be able to sell their blow and, you know, do what they want. So it's a little bit odd version of libertarianism. But, I mean, if I had to categorize it, that would be. But it, to see where you're going, if I had to state what all three of those had in common between, behind, uh, besides being ran by liberals, it would be the fact that all of them have uh, no firearms or, you know, no CCW. Uh, Mexico, I believe there's like one gun store in all of Mexico, and you have to get a license and a permit from the government and basically issued one. It's a huge deal. Uh, anybody with half a brain knows how Chicago is with firearms. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I come back to the whole political views of the cartels later. But you're, you're hitting it's, it on the head. It's an interesting theory. That those three places that are giant crap holes right now, you know, that are absolutely, that have tremendous gun violence. They all have the strictest gun laws in the world. Uh, ironic. 
Really? Well, with the exception of maybe like the UK or something, you know. But let, let's say this 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 side of the world, yeah, right? No, easily. You know, I mean, in Mexico, you could pretty much you got a gun, you're going to jail. You yeah. know, th- unless you got that permit, like you said, there's only one gun shop. You have to go through the government to get the permit. It's a T- huge, like, multi-year process, I believe. Yeah, typically the only gun they'll allow you to buy there is like a 22 or a 20 gauge or something. It's, it's very limited. Yeah, you're definitely not getting an AR or an AK. Yeah. Um, whereas in in California, California, you know, you got to have a gun with these stupid fins on it. No, no hole for your thumb because that thumb hole is a real killer. No muzzle device because that allows you to like hide from drones or something. I don't Fixed know. magazines you can't detachable yeah. mags. And, and then in Chicago, you know, again, one of the most anti-gun cities in America that have the highest gun crime right now. Period. Yeah. And yet the liberals, the media. Right. They're blaming the increased gun crime in America right now on the pandemic gun sales. Yes, of course. Because, you know, all these criminals committing these crimes were ones who legally lawfully purchased their firearms during this big rush on firearms. Everyone knows that they didn't possibly get these illegally. (laughs) Wait, break this. Break this down for me. I will. Right after we get back from this break. What were we talking about? We were talking about... Cartels. Actually, after cartels, we were talking about how the liberals, specifically a a news media called The Trace, right? The Trace is a blog online that is uh, funded completely by Moms Demand Action. I wasn't aware of that. I did not know that either. Yeah, which which Moms Demand Action is funded completely by George Soros. Yes. Which And so Moms Demand Action is obviously a bunch of Karens that want to ban your guns and take your rights away because they, you know, because they're, you know, kids. They're they're scared of guns. They think that guns are going to murder people. They're scared of what they don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. they, They think that the gun is the bad thing, not the person that decides to use the gun, you know. But, you know, they they don't like logic, right? Well, no. But that doesn't matter. They've got a lot of money, and they put money into things like the Trace. And the Trace headline from just a week ago says, New data suggests a connection between pandemic gun sales and increased violence. And so, and, and they're drawing this, this correlation or this conclusion by a statistic that they call time to crime. I like the way they rhyme that. Time to crime, which is the amount of time... Uh, basically, when when a gun sells, you know, at a, at a federally fire, licensed firearms dealer, to the time it's committed in a, uh, it's used in a crime, that's the time to crime, right? Wow, I and, cannot wait to hear this. And what they're saying is that uh, the time to crime uh, has 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 dramatically dropped, you know, for these firearms purchased in 2020. Uh, it says that 68,000 firearms were recovered in 2020 with a time to crime of less than seven months, meaning they were less likely to have been purchased the previous year. And they have bar graphs to show this giant spike in gun crime. Now, let's 
Let's blame pandemic gun sales. Let's not blame riots. No. Let's not blame inflation, job loss, COVID, the job loss, the economy. Uh, you know, the perfect storm, as they call it, uh, that's that, that's causing L.A. to burn. That's causing defunding Chicago. the police. Defunding the police. Just the, <laughs> that's a big one. You know, why do the cartels run all of Mexico and why is it so dangerous? Because the cops are no longer effective because yeah. they, they've basically lost. Right. And that's what you're seeing in major cities in America. Yeah. The cops have lost. They are surrendering. They are going on the television and saying, you know what? Don't come here. It's like the purge. Uh, but, oh, by the way, if you do come here, don't bring your gun because we'll arrest you. Yes. Which, if I were a criminal, that sounds like awesome. <laughs> you just announced how easy of a target you are. We talked about filling you in, TJ, last, uh, last episode we focused on uh, being a hard target instead of a soft target, what that is, what that looks like, and how to be a hard target. And in my mind, saying hey, we can't control this. This is a losing battle. Oh, don't come here. Oh, and by the way, no one has guns to protect themselves. You just made yourself the soft, softest of soft targets. Yes. You are just a You soft. are the my pillow of targets. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck that in there. Well, I wonder how much of that is like planned perception, you know? Probably about 75%. Planned perception. Can you yeah. elaborate? Uh, I just made that up. It's basically where you... It sounded great. You create a narrative, and so you sway public perception. And, and by putting it out there, even if it's not true in the moment, you make it true. That is called psyops. Yes. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going on right now. Um, I had uh, one of our fans, followers, you know, reach out to me from Australia the other day. Oh. And uh, he said that they're opening the borders in Australia um, and allowing all the – I guess there's – border in Australia. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, but they're, uh, even, th even though an Australian can't go like a couple blocks away from their house without being tracked by an app and getting permission and uh, screen recognition, face recognition and all this. And, and all these riots are going on over there, you know, against the police and against the military. Um, they're now opening their borders. Doesn't it sound familiar? Uh, uh, allowing the, the people that have more COVID to come into the places that are restricted and locked down from COVID but they're not restricting or locking down the people that are allowing to come in. And meanwhile, he says that Chinese ships have been spotted off the coast of Australia. Gnarly. Not the first time I've heard that yeah. at all. That's wow. apparently, I forgot what they're after. There's something, some interest in Australia that the Chinese oh, have. I think the Chinese already own Australia. And what we're seeing in Australia is just the conditioning of the Australians to get ready for communism. Probably. You know? Yeah. And, We're both shaking our heads in agreement. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's uh, it's pretty scary. But, uh, you know, and so what does Australia have in common with Chicago and California and Dingos. Mexico? Dingoes. Dingoes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Draconian gun laws. Oh, yeah. So everywhere that guns become banned or illegal seem to become crappy places to be. It's almost like there's some sort of correlation, but I can't put my finger on it. But yet Moms Demand Action wanna, wants us to believe that the legal sales of firearms to people with background checks is somehow increasing crime. I want to see these statistics. Statistics yeah. can be easily manipulated. Like yeah. my daddy always said, figures can lie and liars can figure. Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. Yeah, That's I've good. lived my life by I like it, that. Because I could do both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in marketing. I mean, come on. It's true. It's true. 
So, uh, man, it's, it's, it's just so overwhelming. But the, the key thing that I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, you are listening to this in Missouri, right? You're either in the St. Louis area, you're in the Union area, you know, you're maybe down by Springfield, whatever. Uh, you could be out by Columbia. Uh, you're in, smack dab in the middle of the country. To the north of us is Chicago. Yep. To the west of us is L.A. To the south of us is Mexico. We are surrounded on three sides by absolute criminals, and we are. And then to our east, what do we have? A bunch of pansies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the east side is as bad as the west side. You got the Carolinas that aren't bad, but what's going further up north? Uh, up up north, up north, it just goes downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, we're going to be invaded, but very, very slowly, yeah. you know, our freedoms and our our safety is going to be eroded by the migration of a-holes. And that's why I chose to live here. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I'm, that's why I'm getting out of here and going to Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look at Germany and look at France. The same thing happened to them when they allowed mass migration from the Middle East. Uh, it, it immediately took a turn for the worst. I mean, they've had mass issues with, uh, with all sorts of, Muslim country immigration who have just absolutely destroyed the city. I mean, France is horrible with that. Uh, the assaults, the rapes have all gone skyrocketing. Sex trafficking has gone through the roof. All of those throughout <laughs> Gays Europe. are being thrown off the roofs. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that I'm not even going to get into that. The whole thing of how, you know, we're supposed to embrace the Taliban and they're our new partner. And meanwhile, that's what they do. It's ironic. Yeah. No, it's just it's just sad. You, I don't understand how people can't see that's what and by people I mean liberals yeah. how they can't see that they're not tolerant remotely. They don't. No. There's nothing that exemplifies anything that they stand for uh, true, in those cultures. True story of their tolerance in that region. Uh, we were helping open in this town called Old Ubedi. We were helping open a school, and they were going to allow the females to be educated with the males. And the that's I, actually a really big deal. Yeah. yeah, and I don't remember the local terrorist organization, but I do remember the leader Hamoud Kanush. Hamoud, that's yes, a, that's a sexy uh, name. <laughs> had pictures of this dude all over my wall, um, and uh, he was the terror leader in that area. And they warned the teachers there would be consequences if they continued to work with U.S. troops and try to open the school. They continued with it, and the response was a line of heads on a wall mm. um, of teachers. That's what happens. That's that's their tolerance. Yeah. That, that, the same stuff happens down in Mexico, right? Uh, very, very similar. They've gotten – I don't know how legit it is, but there's been a lot of rumors and, like, underground mill that the two have worked together – and there's been some cross-training. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. Which Pers I don't find that far-fetched to believe at all. Oh, I pretty. mean, the tactics are similar. Narco-terrorism, terrorism, different gains and different yeah. means and reasons, but same base ideas. Yeah, so the, the key thing here is, you know, this show is all about self-defense, right? And your ability, you know, the, the right to self-defense, the, yep. the action of training for self-defense, both physically and mentally. Um, but if you don't see what's happening, 
I'm just trying to paint a picture for what's happening. It, yeah. It's not good. You have it's, to identify the threat in order to know what you're up against. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there are so many threats coming from so many different directions yeah. that, you know, the, and this is why gun sales are through the roof. It's not because criminals are, you know, running out and buying guns to get their time to crime down, <laughs> you know, because most of the criminals I know have criminal records and can't buy guns. Yeah. Right. They have to buy guns through straw purchase, through somebody else. Uh, oh, by the way, we have a we have a bad bad review right now on Google. Uh, it's a, I don't know if you read this one. Yep, uh, the, the, I, I didn't even respond to it because I'm like I oh I did. So I, so this gal's like I ordered a, a firearm or I ordered a gun for my boyfriend with his credit card, and they won't let me pick it up at the at the FFL, uh, and and they, and you won't give me a refund and, and blah 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 blah, and I'm like well. That's because it's a federal crime. You you know, if you if you used your boyfriend's credit card to go pick up to buy him a gun, then go have him pick it up. Yeah. There's correct ways of doing it. Oh, wait. that is the incorrect oh, wait. way. He's felon. He can't. Is that why you don't want him to do that? You're going to give me a one star review. You <laughs> we, we have another one currently in our uh, customer service inbox of somebody wanting to know that if he should by chance get denied on his 4473 to pick up a firearm will he be fully refunded it's one of those if you've not bought a gun no if you even question if you're going to get denied not delayed but denied there's probably a reason in your head that you yeah. think you will be denied and you will probably be denied yeah and most of the, you know the, the firearms that if you've ordered a gun online and sent it to your gun shop down the street to do the 4473 the background check, and they deny you, you know, chances are the only way you're going to get your money back is if that dealer agrees to buy that gun. Which does happen. Which does happen. Uh, so that they can sell it to somebody else, and then you can get your money back that way. Yeah. But other than that, it's, you know, it's your job to make sure that you are legally allowed to buy a gun before you buy one online. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to go do a chargeback. And that's the way it goes. That is. All right, we got to take one more break, and then we'll be back talking about how crappy the world's getting. Yeah. We'll be back after this. Stay armed. <laughs> OPSEC. Uh, do no. we need to get DOD permission to put that in the show? Because this conversation was so informative and awesome. I'm just going to leave it in the show. No, no. We're, we're, we're good. None of this was This is what violent. happens when we talk during the break. Yeah, the yeah. breaks are usually more informative some, you know, the, than the show itself. So, you know, maybe, maybe since that, maybe that's good that nobody wants to buy any commercials during this show. You know, we could just run right through the breaks and just keep talking. Yeah, people think that, like, military training and stuff is very everything's on top and you know mistakes regularly happen or something and if it does it's oh big dumb grunt with crayon drop machine gun or accidentally shoot buddy no flyboys mess up on a regular basis we uh one chopper pilot forgot that we were towing a Humvee underneath oh, and is... starts going towards the power line. Oh, and then man. the co-pilot's like, bro, you got a Humvee underneath, swerved. And I'm sitting and I look out the window as we're <laughs> banking and all of a sudden I see a Humvee do this. I'm... The Humvee oh. was... The hum... <laughs> right. Wait a minute. They, they, they can't see this. So the Hummer yeah. was literally swinging from the helicopter and it was parallel with the helicopter at that yes. point because you were banking we so hard. We banked so hard that I look out 
the Humvee's supposed to be under us, not <laughs> next to us, like it's passing us. So that whole that whole month we were in Yuma was hell. There was sandstorm so bad that we had to abandon our tent city in the middle of the desert and move to a condemned barracks that was condemned due to asbestos. Oh, man. <laughs> that's where we lived for the last three weeks we were there. Plus, deep. Plus, we're infantry, and they put us in a unisex barracks, which just did not go well either, and resulted in... Yeah, I'm not going to say. There's, there's flexi cuffs and room clearing... And blue on blue involve people got thrown from third decks. <laughs> Things escalated quickly. Uh-huh. Let's let's stop there before you end up saying something that can be or will be used against you in a court or a court martial. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're safe from that, right? You got a DD two fourteen. You can't be court martialed anymore. Yes, except for war crimes. War crimes. It turns out there's no. Yeah, uh, so we're not going to talk about your war crimes on the radio. I mean, war crime Wednesday is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> you haven't been? <laughs> well, I'm this, kidding, show, guys. this show is being recorded on Thursday, uh, Thirsty Thursday. That's true. Yeah, today's Thirsty Thursday. I'm going to say what our Thursdays were. Well, you know what? If you're listening to this show and you need ammunition and you want to buy it at, at the cheapest price possible, if you come in on Thursday at Tactical SH Blank T in St. Peter's and you come in between 4 and 6, it's happy hour. Right, four P to six P. Uh, we will we will pay your sales tax for you on your ammunition purchase oh. on Thursday on Thursday Thursdays. Nice. We're only making the offer here on the show. So, if you listen to this show and you want to buy ammo and you want to save seven or eight percent on it, I think it's like eight eight point one or something in St. Peter's. Yeah, eight point one know, or eight point seven, which is huge on ammo. I'm like making no money. Yeah, but it's only from four P.M. to six P.M. on Thursdays. We're going to start doing that in St. Louis, Clearwater, Orlando. It's th- Thirsty Thursdays. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, see see if anybody shows up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, we want to know if you're actually listening, right? The, the show's not live, so we can't take your calls. Uh, but uh, I'm just going to give you my email. Yeah. Just send me an email. Tell me I suck. Tell me the show sucks. Tell me you like it. Tell me tell me what you carry. Tell me, wh- ask me a question. Whatever, I'll answer you. I what do you want to hear? What do you want us to talk yeah, about? Yeah, give us, give us some topics. Discover? We want to know if you're listening to the show. So email me at tj at tactical sh vowel t.com tactical tj at tactical sh she's shiznit.com you gotta you gotta write the bad word tactical bad word.com tj at tactical bad word.com send me an email let us know you're listening because right now I don't, I don't know if anybody's listening other than my mommy yeah you know that's true if so <laughs> hi tj's mom yeah does your husband listen i hope not <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said it's true it's true Hey, you know what? Something else I wanted to talk about today. We're running late on time. Uh, is traveling with a firearm? Yes, you've Ooh. done quite a bit of that too. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I've, I've done a lot of competitive shooting. I shoot USPSA, three gun, two gun, IDPA, or I, I shot. I should have used the past tense. I, I'm not shooting a lot of competition anymore, but I do travel with my firearms to train. You know, I go to West Orlando Firearms Training. Just went there. That's in Orlando. Uh, I go to Texas every year for Texas Range Day, uh, which is in just outside of Austin, I think. And so, yeah. Uh, and sometimes we have to go to uh, Vegas or Los Angeles, whatever, and we we bring our firearms with us. 
And I think a lot of people are really scared to bring their firearms to the airport. Yeah. Uh, I know my wife was always panicked about it. She thought, oh, this is going to create delays. We're going to miss our plane. You're going to get arrested. You know, think you're going to get tackled as soon as you walk in with the case. And so I read an article this morning that made me think about that. And I thought it'd be a great topic for the show. The article, of course, was an anti-gun liberal media article about, guess what? Pandemic gun sales are at fault for for uh, TSA firearms seizures are up over 100% wow. this year. Now, what they're saying is, and I had to do some math, right? They said it was like last year, 4,451 guns were seized by TSA. You know, the people that they put in place at the airports after 9-11 to catch terrorists, but they've never caught one yet? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they, uh, but they do catch you trying to bring a Bic lighter or a cigar opener. Or a water bottle. Or a water bottle or onto a, the plane. Or a bottle of self-tanner that's more than five ounces. Yes. And, and as of the last time I was on a plane, just this last uh, week, uh, you can also no longer bring an open bag of gummy bears. Because you can, How you can jack a plane with a bag of gummies. No doubt about it. Well, I mean, technically, you could, like, choke the pilot. And they also remind you that it is a federal crime to bring your own alcohol. So don't do that. Oh, man. Challenge accepted. Well, that's really interesting because I just saw this thing about this girl. Sorry, this is super illegal. This girl's (laughs) like, this is how you do it. You just put it in the travel shampoo and conditioner bottles. Uh Oh, yeah. And then you're good. And then the the, And you clean your intestines. The hostess with the mostest is like, why are you drinking your champagne, your shampoo? (laughs) We actually did that. You know, we're getting off topic, but we were drinking alcohol out of. Uh, my my wife had done the the travel bottle thing, and we had, they were full of vodka, blah blah. Allegedly, uh, and uh, <laughs> this is before I knew it was a federal crime. And she's like, "What are you guys drinking?" And we're like, "Oh, vodka, you know, LOL." And she's like, "That's a federal crime." I'm like, "I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. It's water." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we only got a minute and a half left. We were talking about traveling with guns, so uh, four thousand four hundred guns. Seized by TSA last year. This year, it's uh, it's a le- it, it, they said it's like a five to eleven ratio. I, 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 this article is really weird the way they did the number. But if you if you do the math, you know, divide the number by five and, and then times it by eleven, it means it's just under ten thousand guns seized by TSA this year. One most actually went off. Uh, you know, as they as they were finding it, I guess the TSA guy pulled the trigger, and and and. Oh my gosh! Is that a sign? <laughs> <laughs> Drone strike inbound. We've anger, angered the <laughs> we've, TSA. Guns. We've angered the airlines. <laughs> so yeah, the, a firearm actually went off at an airport, and it caused panic. And the guy that the guy that that was his gun because he forgot it in his baggage. I guess that's the yeah you know, he ran, and I guess they finally caught him. He literally ran. Yeah, he took off. Oh, that's like, a big they, whoopsie. Yeah, oh yeah. So now you're an active shooter instead instead of just an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, do you blame the guy though? You're you're sitting there checking your bags, and all of a sudden a gun goes off. Yeah, you're gonna run. Yeah. And no, it's his gun because the TSA guy's <laughs> idiot. Well, I'll tell you what. So the key thing is, don't bring your firearm on your check bags. That, no. That's that's called a problem. You're gonna be arrested. You're gonna be fined like ridiculous amounts of money. You're gonna be put on a no fly list. You're gonna be tackled by the TSA. Um, you know, all you have to do is get a hard sided case with some TSA locks, put the firearm in there. It must be unloaded. 
Oh, that's the time. It means the show's almost over, folks. The firearm has to be unloaded. The ammunition needs to be in its original box, not in the magazine. Don't load the magazine. Nope. So gun, no magazine in the gun. Magazines can be outside the gun. No bullets in the gun. Boxes of ammo still in the boxes. And you can bring up to 25 pounds of ammo and as many guns as you want, as long as you check them when you get there. You know, you just have to say, hey, I've got a firearm in this locked case. They, they, they make you show it to them. They put a piece of paper inside. You have to wait about 15 minutes to make sure that TSA doesn't need you to use the key to get in and inspect the gun. Typically, they, they, they x-ray it. Uh, and then after that 15 minutes goes up, they, if they come and get you, you go with them and inspect the gun. If not, you get on your plane. And the gun comes out typically in the oversized luggage at the place where you're, you know, at the luggage terminal, whatever you call it, the baggage claim. Baggage check It's yeah. coming out at the oversized, even if it's a small firearm. That's how it works. I'm and curious, you've got to show your ID to get it. How much training does TSA have on weapons? That's a good question. We will end the show with that. If you are a TSA employee listening <laughs> to this show, we want to talk to you about your firearms training. We'll do a little research between now and next week, and we'll make that next week's topic of the show. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And Crystal, thanks for continuing to come in and make us look good <laughs> thanks for having me here am I the only one here tonight shaking my head and thinking something ain't right is it just me am I losing my mind am I standing on the edge of the end of time